Welcome to The Expansive. If you have been on this journey with us for a while, we are on episode 92 today, and it's great to have you back. If you're new here, join us as we challenge the status quo, banter about what it means for individuals and organizations to approach the future with an expansive mind and expand our perceptions of what is possible. My name is John Sane. I am one half of the Expansive Podcast. I'm a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, a future strategist, and a singularity faculty member. And I'm always joined by my ever elegant, handsome, and suave co-host, Eric Kruger, who's an executive coach, an author, and a speaker. Eric, you want to say hi to everybody? Jeez, you are being so generous today. I don't know, I think I'm drunk. Suave, I think I think I'm drunk. Uh, hang on, hang on. I, I shouldn't have had that whiskey before this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't drink. So, We've got so three... generous. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. My pleasure. Feel... It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I needed that. Giving you some love, brother. I'm giving uh... you some love. We got... <laughs> wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. We've got three episodes left for the year, and we're looking forward to wrapping up 2021. We release new content every week, so hit subscribe and follow us uh, on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. We'll make sure to update you as soon as new episodes drop. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This goes a long way in helping us reach more people like you. The topic today is making peace with complexity. And this is a topic that both Eric and I share privately with each other. And we thought it would be important for us to discuss it uh, so that we can help other people um, understand it from our perspective. But before we do that... Let's jump into a little bit of the news and find out how Eric is doing. Because soon, Eric is going to be a Cape Tonian. So how are you doing there, oh, Joe, yeah. and Joburg, and uh, what's going on? And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life. And then let's talk about the news before we get into the episode today. Yeah, listen, it's been crazy on my side. Um, you always underestimate how much effort a move is going to be. And uh, then you start, you know, start packing things away and you realize you, you hoard so much crap over time. Sure. And you have to organize... Uh, like renovations for the house you have to organize uh, the move you have to organize boxes like it's just like a never-ending list and then on top of that you have to get all these other things sorted uh, for the move as well so it feels like it, it doesn't stop and then in between you need to do a hell of a lot of work as well so yeah it's good to see that uh, i was speaking at a conference this weekend my first conference and then in december i'm flying to kenya that's now being confirmed to go and speak there so that's awesome yeah, so just busy, busy, busy. Leadership manual book, like uh, tons of stuff happening. What's happening on your side? Yeah, Yesterday great. you had like a back-to-back three-day event day. So that's A awesome. three-talk, a three-talk event yeah. day. Yeah, we were, I was running. It felt like the old days where I was running between events. Absolutely loved it. Uh, just love enjoying. I mean, I really enjoy and love sharing our work. You know, the research mm. we do, the what we what we what we get paid to do is give people some insight, some foresight, some courage, some clarity to think about things differently and to see it in an audience and how they react to it and how they eat, like are invigorated by it. I mean, the CEO of one of the companies I was speaking out was just taking copious notes of everything I was saying. And I just love that. You know, it's just like, okay, we're adding real value here. We're getting people to think about things differently. So yes, very busy. Um, mm. and I got my sixth book landed in my head a couple of nights ago in the middle of a meditation. So I haven't launched uh, Who Do We Become yet, but the next one has already landed. And I did, I think, say to you that I'm done with writing books, but 
man, I was doing an, I was doing a meditation at four in the morning and then all of a sudden, boom, I had the cup. I, I knew everything about the book actually. So I'm looking Listen, forward to but that. So, so does that mean that, um, the next book will also come out next year? So you have two next year? Yes. Cause I didn't bring one this year. So, well, you have three next year. Yes. So, yes, so three. where does the expansive book fit into? No, 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 no. Now first, first will be who do we become when you bring out dangerous? Yeah. So that will be the same time. And then it'll be an expansive. And then at the end of the year will be, um, I'll say the name now. Future to memories. Be oh, okay. Future, future memories. memories. Future okay. memories. <laughs> um, so, uh, but also look, I'll be moving, I'll be living in Dubai. So there'll be different mm. publishing deals and different sort of those sort of things that are happening. But, uh, yeah, very exciting. Um, but look, I want to talk about one highlight story before we get going with this topic. And, uh, for me, what's really incredible is Elon Musk and, becoming three times as wealthy as his opponents uh, and just and just Insanity. taking it in his stride, right? And I love how playful he is and I love how, like, he's just, you know, he's with it. He's our generation. He's a Gen Xer. He, he's with it. You know, he's not an old toppy. Mm. And uh, toppy means old man for anybody out of South Africa. <laughs> That's just slang that we use here. Um, and the fact that he's now put the $6 billion idea together for, um, the WFP, uh, to think about solving world hunger. I mean, what a, you know, Jeff Bezos could have done that. Bill Gates, Bill Gates does do great things. So whether you like him or not, he does actually bring mm. about some good things, I think. But, um, what a, I mean, you know, just, yeah, just keep going, you know, just like we're here to change the world. Let's do whatever we can. Let's use this money for good. I live in a 50 square meter house. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Let's just keep moving. And, I just love that, you know. I, I think it's wonderful as a as a as somebody to look up to. What are your thoughts? I, I love that he called them out on Twitter to say because you know we see these things all the time. Oh, like if Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk just donated like X percent of their wealth, then we can solve world hunger and world mm. this and whatever. And it's not like it's not that straightforward, you know. And I like that he called them out because there was another post like that that said, like you're saying, six billion dollars will solve wo- world hunger, whatever. And then he responded and said, sure, like I'll I'll do that if you can show us like open accounting where all the money is going for everyone to see. Yeah. And isn't that also just a sign of the times? Yeah. More transparency, transparency more yeah. accountability. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where it's yeah. going. I mean, that's what the blockchain is ultimately enabling as well. Well, funny um, that, that, that human consciousness and society is moving in line and in parallel with technology. Is mm. as we seek more transparency, so is this new technology bubbling under that we quite haven't used yet that's now going to match us whereas accountability will become part and parcel of doing any interaction ever because that's how the blockchain is going to work, right? And mm. so I think mm. it's I think it's just wonderful to to watch it evolve like this and over the next 10 years, it'll become just obvious for everything to be transparent and everything to be open, you know? Yeah. And speaking of that, um, you know, we recently spoke about Squid Game on mm. and no, like just the, the craziness of it, right? Yeah. And then recently there was a Squid Game token that was also launched yeah. and people, you know, this is, this is the, the challenge. And I think it, it ties in perfectly with our topic for today around yeah. complexity mm. because, because you don't understand the crypto space or the NFT space, mm. you are susceptible to scams. And what mm. happened is that people launched the Squid Game token. Obviously it has appeal because it's tied. It wasn't by the, the creative Squid Game by any means, but people launched this. It has this association even even if it's just um loose and not official people bought into it it surged by 23,000% and people couldn't sell their tokens like 
they they didn't have anything they could do with it. And then the guys withdrew all the money and that went to zero. Yeah. So if you invested in that, you lost all of your money. Yeah. And we've seen quite a bit of this. They call it like a rug pool. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unfortunate space that people are taking advantage of this new technology and mm, putting a sort of bad taste in all of our mouths around this technology. It's already so complex to understand. Now, not only do we want to just do normal trades, like now there's this other angle. But I guess this is in all mm. economies with the dollar, you know, just there was the Ponzi schemes. There was there's so many scams. And this is obviously just another one. And it's unfortunate, but um, let's get into today's topic because I think it's something that yeah. uh, we all want to we all want to engage with, and maybe even sometimes don't know we have to engage with at such a level. And so, look, I I, I went away with some really good friends this weekend, and we really had a great time together. But what really became very apparent when spending three days with your closest friends in a house for celebrating a friend's birthday was the amount of emotional turmoil that people are under. And in our real lives where we have responsibilities with children, with work, with banks, with money, with careers, with all these things, we almost don't have a release valve. And this weekend we were sitting just chatting and somebody started having a small emotional experience about a memory of their mom or what was going on in their life at the moment. And that just proceeded to become a crying fest of all of us. And all of us are in our 40s. All of us are pretty successful. And all of a sudden, everybody was crying. And I I, mm. I don't know about you, Eric. I have never been in a situation where my successful friends and I are crying with each other. Not, <laughs> not we, we're getting together to have a party. And But what it got me to think about is the amount of complexity that's going on around us, all on, on every level, emotional, mental, financial, physical. You just keep, keep going. And the fact that we don't have release valves for this, we don't have the space for this. And I'll even go one step further. We don't even know how much pressure we're under until we get into a situation like this. And all of a sudden we get the permission to mm. dissolve. And I, and I, and I'm commented to my friends, it's, you know, I haven't felt like a teenager for so long. And in fact, I don't have anywhere I can go and feel like a teenager. So the release here was almost like I was a child again to a certain extent and I was having this opportunity to be held and by friends and they were being held by me and it was just this it was this big emotional release and we also had lots of laughing as well which is also an emotional release but we were crying and laughing almost at the same time and it really got me thinking about just the emotional turmoil everybody's under and mm. I, I be, before I carry on to the next step, tell me a little bit about what you were doing uh, with one of your clients. And I think let's let's talk about how this actually brings it back to work and how we bring this complexity into our careers and into our businesses and, and how it's affecting us. Um, be, before I tell you that, um, do you want to quickly just like explain how you view complexity versus complicated? Oh, Okay. Just so we're on the same yeah, page yeah. when we All talk right. about complexity. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So complicated and complexity are the two sort of strategies that we uh, need to just become aware of. 
um, in a complicated world, the world we come from is a world with patterns that repeat themselves. And because of these patterns that repeated themselves, think about a production line. Think about the Industrial Revolution. It's all about patterns that repeat themselves. And so what do you do in a world that patterns repeat themselves? You use accounting, mathematics, and Excel spreadsheets to extrapolate the past into the future in a linear line so you have some clarity and certainty in the future. In this world, economies of scale and efficiency are by far the most important things because if you're doing what you did last year, next year, all you want to do is cut your costs and increase your profits. And for hundreds mm. of years, this has been a very, very successful process. And we've almost created a society that's addicted to certainty because of the education, the society, the organizational structures, et cetera, et cetera. Even short-term profit shares, dividend payouts are based on this. We need certainty. We have to get our double-digit returns. That's what shareholders are here for, right? But the world we're moving into is definitely, I mean, I, I was speaking at a conference yesterday and they said to me, John, tell us about the fourth industrial revolution. And I said, I don't think it is the fourth industrial revolution. I think what we're moving into is the first dematerialization revolution, is where we're going is not industrial, where we're going is not linear, where we're going is digital and dematerialized, which changes all the rules about everything, whether it's got to do financially, efficiency. I mean, just think about it. dematerialization of so much things around us, from music to education to photos to money to just this, it dematerializes up into thin air. Now, the world of complexity and the world we're moving into is a world with patterns that don't repeat themselves. And because they don't repeat themselves, we don't have certainty of what's coming. We can't use mathematics, Excel spreadsheets, and these likes and, 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 and mathematics, Excel, and accountants to figure out what the future is because it's not a straight line. It's complex. And so what mm. does this do? It says to us that the people that will win in the future will be the people who will be able to unlearn to relearn the quickest. Now, this is called moving from economies of scale to economies of learning. And so mm. the superpower becomes adaptability in the process of unlearning to relearning. And so when we think about complexity, we've got to understand that our brains aren't built for this. Our brains have been for hundreds of years built in, study this and do this for the rest of your life. And mm. that's been most people that have carried on. Today, it's like, study this. And for six months, it's valid for what you're doing. And then you have to study something else for another six months. And I think if I just jump in again for my complexity and what I've been learning is, you know, it's, it's no, it's no secret that our industry has been hit in the nuts because conferences aren't what they used to be. People don't have the budgets for them anymore. Everything's on Zoom. So if everything is on Zoom, then. You might as well just watch a YouTube channel because it's the same thing. Mm. Like there's no real difference. And how many of our clients ask us to pre-record things, which then you can yeah. might as well just download from YouTube. It's like there's no difference, really. So it's 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 um commoditized our work to a certain extent, right? Only when we get back onto stage will again we'll feel this. And so because of this, we earn less. We're not as busy as we used to be, like anybody in entertainment and in eventing. So what my mm. complexity strategy has been or going into complexity has been cryptocurrencies, has been NFTs, multiverse, and trying to engage with this information as, pos as much as possible. And let me tell you, the first few times you start listening to this, your head hurts because it's like a new language. It is so complex. Nothing makes sense. Nothing. It's like zero of it makes sense. And so the point of this podcast is making peace with complexity. And so if we have to first become very clear that we are under immense pressure from every side. 
What we need to do is find release valves so that we can release the emotional buildup that we don't often know we even are having. And then secondly mm. is make peace with complexity so that you can start engaging with information that literally, literally hurts your head. It hurts your head. It makes my head foggy. I have to like mm. almost listen, 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 and then stop, like really not engage with it at all in any way and then go back again. It's almost like you're going back for punishment. <laughs> like, okay, more, yeah. okay, more, okay, more. And so this is the point of the podcast is like, look, it's, 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 it's incredibly hard and, 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 and some bad news. It's going to get a lot worse, a lot worse. A lot more structures are going to break down. A lot more governments are not going to work. I mean, look at for all our listeners outside South Africa. South Africa just had uh, local elections. The ANC has lost more than it's ever lost. Apathy towards voting, apathy towards anything like that shows us that the governmental structures, even democracy itself, it's just people are tired of it. It's just like rubbish. It's rubbish. And it doesn't work. You know, we've now realized it doesn't work. So there's so many complex issues that are, that are getting us. And so I'm doing lots of family constellation. I'm doing lots of meditation. I'm doing lots of walking. I'm, I'm just trying to get through the stage of what we are in this transformation by making peace with complexity and having release valves. Mm. And that's kind of the mm. whole point here. But yeah, I've, I've said too much. The, you, know, you jump in. When, no, it's also good. Um, when I think of the reason I wanted to clarify complexity and complicated is because I almost feel like the, the two emotions that I would tie to the, to the two would be that when you deal with a complicated problem that you're trying to solve, what you would mainly feel is frustration. But when you deal with a complex problem, what you're going to feel is overwhelm. Wow. Right? That's so smart. Yeah, that is. So, I would I say know, bewilderment. That, Jeez, you're so clever, Eric. So clever. Come on, you're so clever. <laughs> no, look, um, I, 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 bewilderment, I would go over, overwhelmed and bewildered. I, mm. I feel overwhelmed and bewildered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Mm. So when I, um, in my, my keynote at the moment, I start off with a story about Alice in Wonderland. And um, in Alice in Wonderland, there's a scene where the Red Queen takes Alice by the hand and they start sprinting through Wonderland. And at some point they come to a stop and Alice looks around and she says, well, everything here looks exactly the same as before. Like, I swear we've been under this exact tree the entire time. And then the Red Queen says, well, of course, like how, would, how else would you have it? And Alice says, well, typically in my country, if you run very far for a very long time, you would get somewhere else. And then the Queen says, so, well, that's a slow sort of country because here you see it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. Wow. And the idea is that the world <laughs> okay. is changing so fast yeah. that you have to do all the running you can do, mm. all the effort you can muster to just keep up with the pace of change. Wow. And the thing is that wow. the environment's going to change and you have to change. Mm. Um, a competitor's going to make a move and you make a move. And we see mm. this everywhere, right? And none of us, get to escape this game. No, no, That's kind of the point yeah, of my keynote. Yeah. You don't get an out from this. Wow. You have to play the Red Queen's game. Yeah. And the only way that you get to play that, like you said, is that you have to become a highly adaptable individual. And what makes it so challenging is that not only is the pace so fast, but the change is so big. And I think when you put those things together, that's why it starts feeling really complex. Mm. And I can't help but recently, you know, when I think of all the changes, every time I see Web3, what I'm thinking is like, if you don't pay attention to that, 
it's the equivalent of the internet coming the around internet. in the 90s yeah. or electricity. And, and you ignoring that yeah. you know yeah yeah and and so like it feels it feels so foreign mm. it feels so foreign but the thing is if you don't take the time to become versed in it you are what, you, man, if you if you don't take the time know, to become multiversed in it what did you say yeah <laughs> <laughs> multiversed you you're going to fall behind so much yeah. and like we spoke about learning last week and ultimately mm. like that is the the core trait of a highly adaptable individual right mm. is that they are good at learning they are effective at learning and so what we actually need to do um and this is like it's something i i, I included in my talk this morning as well uh barbara oakley speaks about the fact that when we look at learning there's two modes that we are in we are in focused mode and this uh, i'm going to tie it back to what you said focused mode and diffuse mode mm. and so in focus mode your attention is like a spotlight obviously and you are working on learning one specific thing so like you're not multitasking you're not doing anything else mm. your attention is uh directed mm -hmm. whereas diffuse mode is doing mindless activities mm -hmm. it's the release valve mm. and so which mode is better for learning the answer is both both because yeah. you need to be in focused mode and then you need to have that release valve where you're mm. doing nothing where you're going for walks where you're washing the dishes mm. spending time with friends because mm. what happens is in focused mode your brain is following pathways that it knows already. Mm. So it might not know how to solve the problem, but it knows how to get to the solution. Mm. Whereas in, in diffuse mode, it's like sending little, little drones out over your brain and it's looking for connections between all of the things that you've learned. Mm. And so I think to your point, what you're saying is that you need to immerse yourself, like get through the overwhelm, immerse, 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 and then release valve, vent, get it. Um, couple things. I agree everything with you. We, I think we've spoken about in this, on this podcast about obsession with stillness. And it's the same thing here is being obsessive and then going still. And then another one was, was Rudolf Steiner from Waldorf speaking about breathing in and breathing out subjects. Breathe in as studying, breathing out as cooking, breathing in mm. is workshopping, breathing out is going for a run. And it's yeah. almost like this sort of thing. I just want to add one thing to what you were saying is people of the future should be good at learning. Absolutely. But they should also be good at letting go of old identity. And that's been a very thing, big thing for me. It's like, like right in front of my eyes, being a speaker and an author is less important. Not that it's less important. It's just it's less valued in the world just because we're not at events anymore. It's like, you know, like DJs. All of a sudden, DJs are like, yeah. You know, I'll just download mm. some music from YouTube. I don't need you at my event. I don't. And so all of a sudden it's become, and that's a hell of an identity that we've worked so hard to develop that we need now to think about reinventing. So yes, as much as I'm learning about crypto, I've also got to become okay with the fact that maybe my industry's become commoditized. And that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, it's been two years now, mm. two years, dude. That's a, yeah. that's a long time yeah. for you just to be cruising along you know now a busy a busy week for, sure. for us is like what used to be a you know a busy a, a busy month now is what a busy week used to be for us mm. you know and that's and that's what kind of happened so you know the, it's letting go of identity letting go of old ideas of success while learning new things and making peace with the fact that initially you're going to be a, a baby you're not going to understand anything yeah you know that's a tough thing you know like i was in, mm. I was in the office with run the other day and the guys were like so what do you do and all of these guys are trading and transferring and well, pancaking and all these flipping words. 
And here I'm like, yeah, I've written a bunch of books. I'm a lecturer at some top university. It almost was irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Can you handle that? In that space? They were like, yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice. Come here. Let's show us. Let me show you what to do. Baby. Mm. From this, speaking at the Abu Dhabi government next week or next month, and then to this story, I don't know, understand what? ETH to BTC coin? What? <laughs> Into what multiverse? What? <laughs> So yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a tough emotional thing, you know. It's tough. It's not easy. Got to make peace with it. And listen, you know, I mean, I would recommend that listeners go back and and re-listen because we've spoken about letting identity go a lot. I think mm. on this podcast, mm. um, we've spoken about it in terms of um, transitions, this inner journey that we all have to go on, saying goodbye, and it is, you know, I think the hardest the hardest part of it is who you want to be versus who the market needs you to be. Mm. Explain that a little bit. So we know, like in the previous podcast, I said 50% of people will have to retool by 2025 to be relevant, to be able to mm. add value in the marketplace. Mm. But let's say at, like, so at the moment, I'm a keynote speaker, right? And I, I really enjoy that. That's like who I want to be. Mm -hmm. But now I get to 2025 and <laughs> AI is doing all of that for yeah, me, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so all of a sudden, in like, Japanese. They, <laughs> in in every single language is being streamed really, at the same yeah. time yeah, yeah, yeah. the script was written by ai as well yeah. they gave them yeah. one sentence they said we want to talk about transformation and the it's AI heard differently by thing. everybody in the audience because they want to hear it the way they need to hear it in the in the in the examples that make sense to them yeah no yeah. I get and, I'm, okay. and i'm dressed differently with every like uh avatar that i'm in so i've been completely replaced right mm. so now who I want to be, I can't be because the market doesn't need me like that. Mm. The market needs me to show up in a different way. Yeah. But I don't want to show up in that different way because I want to be who I want to be. Yeah. yeah. Do you see what you see the yeah, dilemma yeah, that I'm, yeah, that I'm the dilemma, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've been training my whole life to be a DJ, but we don't need DJs anymore. So thanks very much for coming. It's like, oh my God, now exactly. what do I do? You could like, do you do I want to be a crypto trader and an NFT exhibitionist? No, you know, but if that's what's going to make me all the money and more money than I could have ever made, perhaps speaking. Yeah, that's a big, but it, it doesn't dilemma. give you the fame. It doesn't give you the recognition no, the or the dilemma, acknowledgement. The dilemma, the dilemma. It's a dilemma, man. It's a dilemma everybody's going yeah. through. I mean, and, and I think everybody listening realize that we're not talking about people. We're talking about us. Who are the people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're in this. All of us are in this. You know, I often tell my customer, my customers, my audience, it's like I'm, I'm not talking about you and your job as an accounting clerk or as a head of sales. I'm talking about me, man. Like I'm here telling you and I'm telling you about my stuff's going out. So don't think that you've been victimized here by no means, you know. There's just, you know, every, at every level it's being re-questioned and rethought. So... Yeah, look, uh, in closing, and uh, let, 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 let's get real here, is, is find yourself professionals to help you release. Whatever modality you want to use, realize that until you're actually in that state, you won't know how much you need to release. It's only once mm. you're in there, do you actually realize, oh my God, thank goodness I did this. And often when we go on holiday, we often say to ourselves, shit, I should do this more often. Because I needed this. I didn't realize how much I needed this until I'm actually here. So create release valves as often as possible and then come back and say, okay, look, I'll be a baby for a while. It's okay. Mm. I need to actually start learning new skills and that's fine. I need to be a newcomer, a starter uh, more often. 
and I need to make mm. peace with that. Yeah. All I'll add to that is it's okay to feel stupid. Mm. Like this is literally all of us trying to figure out what this new future is going to look like. Yeah. And you not being willing to be and feel and look stupid is going to be the biggest enemy of learning that gets in the way of you being a highly adaptable individual. So it's okay to be stupid. Yeah. It's okay to be, should we name that the <laughs> name of the podcast? It's okay to be a dum dum. It's okay to be a dum dum. It's okay. It's okay. You can be a dum dum for a while. We're all dum dums at the moment. The only podcast that encourages its listeners to be stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that, that can be the tagline. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good tagline. Well, thank you for tuning in to the expansive podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us for this episode today and always sharing some thoughts with my podcast co-host. Lastly, just a reminder that we release new content every week. So hit subscribe and give us a follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. We'll make sure to update you as soon as new episodes are dropping. Leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram if you have any questions or you'd like us to contact uh, or, or you'd like us to... Jeez, oh, I can't read too well. See how dumb-dumb <laughs> I am. Dumb-dumb-dumb-dumb. You'd just like to contact us. I hope you'll take this information and apply it in your life with an expansive mindset. Until next week, thank you so much for joining us. Have an epic week ahead. Ciao. Goodbye.